0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I'm your host, Tyler.
1: And I am your co-host, Till.
0: Rolling with Disadvantage is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into the void.
1: There's no there's no breath left with which to scream. It has been exhausted. It has been used. We'll we'll start streaming again in 2021.
0: About various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at podcast. Now, here's a good question. Days until 2021. 101 days. There we go. From the time of us recording. We're recording on Tuesday, 922. 101 days. You would hear this, dear listener. Less than 100 days. Less
1: than 100 days. But even still. Good
0: for you. Congratulations, future listener. Less than 100 days. You made it.
1: Okay, the real question is. How fucked up are you going to be on January 1st?
0: Yeah. So for those of you who aren't in the know, I have, I was challenged by my wife at the beginning of the year. She last year had not drank any alcohol. And I said, maybe I should do that. And she said, you can't do that. You can't do a year. And I said, oh, fuck you. I can. And, you know, you know, basically she said, do it. You won't. And that gets me every time. So here I am, however many days into 2020, without having any beer or alcohol of any kind. So on 12:01 a.m. on January 1st, I have I told my i my my parents I was like, "Hey, can you set beer aside in your house for me? Because <laughs> if I keep it here, you know, it's tempting. Mm-hmm. But if it's there and it's ready, and it's waiting for me. I'll just go over there on New Year's Blotto. <laughs> blotto.
1: <laughs> Nah, oh, prob- man. I should probably not do that, right? Worst possible year to not get fucked up, dude, dude, dude.
0: If I had known, if I would known even a little bit, obviously I would not have done it, because quarantine would have been great with with alcohol. Alcohol no. did make it easier. Yeah, you, you. I remember your original venture out to get booze was like three hundred dollars, three hundred fifty. One venture.
1: Yeah, that was just. Uh... Well, that was whiskey that was just and April, right? beer and cider and wine and champagne. And that was just for April, yes. And it got me through most of April. I had to rebuy some beer, but, you know.
0: Well, here we are in September of 2020. Um, we're in the middle of a mission here on the show. <clears throat> but uh, what?
1: Just, I'm just thinking of all the booze. It's been all the booze.
0: booze. Um, But you, the way I want to do this episode, dear listener, is uh, we are going to talk about the classic, gray hawk setting but i think in the second half of the show today so tease mm-hmm. that because the first half i want to get <clears throat> into a, a small current event segment till had the pleasure of taking participating in the D celebration 2020 nonsense and i really just wanted to hear all about that
1: yeah um a part of me did it to just to see what the experience is like. Another part of me said it will be good for the show, and you know, another part of me said, you know, I'm not doing anything that week, and let's play some D and D. So we'll start by by signing up. Um, my first experience was obviously trying to find a table to sign up for. Uh, so you had to go to the D and D website. Uh, we kind of talked about it on the show. A lot of the tables are sold out, uh, but I eventually I found. Uh, I got two tables on Friday one table on Saturday because I wanted to do uh, two little missions because from my understanding of how this all works, it's all Adventures League. And therefore, by playing two two-hour sessions, you would get a level to go into the big epic, as it's called, a three-hour epic uh on saturday so i wanted i wanted to be level two because why the fuck would you go into a thing called an epic i don't even know what's going to happen in it but why would you go into it at level one that's just stupid. level
0: one characters don't participate in epics
1: yeah that, that's I, a fact it, it's it just sound it sounded stupid to me little did i know but we'll get to that in a second little did um, he know yeah exactly um i felt like will ferrell in that moment but yeah. um so sign up's done eventually we get invites to go to the discord server where they're posting all the information. Uh, it's a shit show. I mean, there's just people posting, I'm gonna be this fluffy kitty uh sorcerer that makes you know cotton candy and unicorns. And there are people that are like, I'm gonna make this death cleric that just kills everything, and then himself because uh and, and then there's everyone else that's like, What table am I at? What table am I at? Literally, every Five minutes somebody would say what table am i at (laughs) and then, and of course a admin would respond table lists have not been posted yet please stay tuned what table am i at again you know table lists have not i don't understand and i i learned a little bit more but at the time i should say i had zero understanding of why the fuck we weren't being told who our dms were because they already knew who the dms for the event were going to be Yes, They already had the assignments. What they were doing were making last-minute little tinkering adjustments, which they could have posted the DM list and done those, and it probably would have affected maybe 10% of the games. So the other 90% would have not had people asking, what table am I at? Where's my DM? Who am I playing with? And all these stupid fucking questions that I just got so fucking annoyed by. But eventually, eventually, they posted the tables, Everything got arranged. We're all in our various groups. Fine, whatever. Friday rules around. So I did two missions. The missions are very straightforward because they're only supposed to last like an hour, hour and a half. Plus, they give you a little time for like technical issues, which we're playing online with a bunch of people from a bunch of different places. There are going to be technical issues. We use Discord yes. for voice and video, although everyone just did uh voice for no one wanted to look at each other because ew. Um, I put out my video. I'm like, let's say, let's, let's, let's talk. Let's have some engagement. Nah, 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 not, not happening. Uh, so everyone else just did voice, which is fine. Um, so little did I know because I'm on the East coast, they're all on the West coast. The first mission I did was actually the fourth mission of the day. And then Uh my next session was going to be a catch up where we could do any of the previous sessions. Uh So. So I did this, and these guys that I was playing with, a good group of dudes, uh, you know, we, uh, they were actually very they were very knowledgeable, they were very quick to act, um, the DM was very good about using Roll20, because we were using voice and video on Discord, and then just playing on the grid on Roll20, everything went super smoothly, great group of guys, um, characters worked well together, I just made a very basic fighter, that I'm like, no matter what happens, you know, a fighter is always helpful. Correct. At low levels. Sure. Um, and I was, and I did a, I did a fine job. Um everything worked out smoothly. Great. You second wind at cool. level one or no? Second wind is level one, action surge is level two.
0: So that's why a fighter's great, level one. You already have healing.
1: You already have healing, exactly. Um, so so we did our mission. We were very successful, we killed it, no problem.
0: What was the mission?
1: Uh this mission, uh, we had to uh, there was a uh, awakened, a, a uh, magically gifted walrus named Mother Tusk who asked us to go find an awakened fox, I believe. It was a fox or a weasel. Well, I don't know. My notes are somewhere. It might have been a weasel. Um, we had to go find it because it was supposed to go to a town to get a message and come back and it hadn't come back yet and there are wolves in the area. So, of course, we expected to fight wolves. No problem. Uh, oh, wait, no. No, no, that was the second one. Sorry, it all blended together. First one was we were supposed to go find a scout, an actual person that had gone missing in a cave somewhere. Um,
0: An awakened cave.
1: No, just a normal cave. Um, And we get to this cave, and there's all of this orcish writing. I'm I'm like, hey, I'm a half-orc. I can read this. Cool. No one ever writes shit in Orcish.
0: No orcs so, don't write
1: normally. There's very literally uh, one of the items they give you when you first get into the cave and check the dead bodies, which are very dead, um, is a translation book that goes from uh, Orcish to Common because most people aren't going to know Orc. But I'm sitting like, Pfft. and I'm I can, just there, I
0: can read this. I'm like, to-
1: I got this. And and so we had to. Uh, we we passed through a a little puzzle area and we got into this main room and it was actually a really cool fight so there were undead orcs and there were four tablets to the four orcish gods and what we had to do was we had to find the tablets that this little grave robber had fucking taken and put them back to keep the orcs from awakening and every turn the room would warm up and more orcs would unthaw and come attack us
0: thawing orc
1: yeah yeah Uh, it was was uh, so
0: dumb popsicles
1: exactly a lot of fun um every time you touched a tablet you had to make a wisdom save uh to avoid your mind being corrupted by the evil orc deity that was like possessing it or whatever it was a lot of fun the fight was was very tactical we had two guys just running and doing the plates everyone else was just keeping the orcs at bay you know um we had you know guys go down we had a healing word you know it was a good fight. It was a, it was a well-balanced good fight. Um we finished it. The second day, the the second mission was the stupid catch the fox and my problem wasn't the mission. The mission itself was easy. There were six of us and we had to kill like four wolves. It took us two rounds. Um but my issue wasn't even the fact that I was playing with uh, a dad and his two young kids. Not overtly like not like 5 or 6. The kids were probably just judging by their vocabulary and voice, probably like 10 to 12, if I had to guess. Um, they were very knowledgeable. They actually were very good at playing their characters. Um, it was actually the older guys that were fucking dumbasses. Didn't know how to fucking throw a weapon. Jesus Christ, some people. Anyway, um, so but my problem with this, this group of three is that they were all trying to use one computer. And so, oh, you what? And so, any time that one of their pieces had to move, or anytime someone wanted to talk, like I think the dad was doing all the controlling. So he's like, "Do you want? Do you want to go here or here?" And the kid's like, "Oh, go go go, no, a little bit further to to the right." And like this fight that should have taken ten minutes took us thirty because this this dad's just trying to do everything for his kids who are just telling him what to do. And it just made the experience, the The DM was very, very good about trying to keep things on track um, and being very accommodating for the stupid people that weren't even the kids. So first session, very good. Second session, very bleh. The Epic is on Saturday. And i would never done an Epic. I've never been to a con and done an Epic. Have you ever seen one done, Tyler? No. Okay. So the way it works um is that there are skill encounters rp encounters and uh a big fight typically over the course of 3 hours so the first was a group skill encounter where we were ice fishing and so we all had to oh i should explain first what my party was uh and
0: this is day day 2
1: this is day 2 so we had uh myself a level 2 fighter half-orc fighter we had Two clerics who were both level two, played the day before, and uh, everyone else was level one. And they were two warlocks and a sorcerer. Okay, uh, I had twenty-two like health. A
0: decent comp.
1: I had twenty-two health. The one cleric had thirteen. One had ten. The two warlocks both had nine, and the sorcerer had eight health. How did the cleric
0: have nine? Ten.
1: 10, Low con. Fixed. So he had uh, uh, a yeah, eight eight points at he and should then have had 13. High. I don't know. That's a good question. Negative con? No, he didn't have a negative con. But yeah, that is an interesting question. I did not ask. Um, and he didn't die. He might have died. He, he I, don't, we'll get there. I don't think
0: he increases hit points from level one to two.
1: That sounds about right. We'll get there in a second. Um, so the first thing was we had to describe how we wanted to aid our team in ice fishing using our skills. We could use any skill we wanted. All we had to do was just explain how we did that. I went first. Wait,
0: wait. Before you do this, let's just throw out some unusual ways that one might aid in ice fishing with various skills.
1: Okay, you go ahead and give me some because I'll I'll tell you the interesting ones that I heard on the day. Okay. From other groups. Uh,
0: Let's let's throw out an obvious one. Uh, Animal handling
1: animal handling what right? what describe what you're going how you're going to animal handle to get the fish
0: when when the fish is hooked i can i could you know you know i can i can grab it grab it hold on to it mm-hmm. maybe like i know exactly what p- pressure points to push on the fish mm-hmm. to 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 paralyze it right okay what about you know something like uh uh sleight of hand very very mm-hmm. obvious Right, you know how to, to bait that hook just right to catch those fish. Okay, so Something unusual, like uh, arcana obviously okay. n- doesn't seem very useful until you realize that salmon are attracted to arcane magic, of course. Okay. That's why they swim up against, against stream, mm-hmm. obviously. Obviously, oh,
1: fair enough. <laughs> um, so actually, the animal handling, uh, one guy in another group used animal handling to noodle to do some noodling to catch fish.
0: <laughs> he just stuck his hand in the ice yeah, water. Yeah,
1: he stuck so, and made it look. And he said, "I'm going to use I'm going to use animal handling. I'm going to make my hands look like worms, and I'm going to noodle a, a fish." Okay, Now you um, your
0: fucking hand off.
1: Other people used uh, deception where they would go to a spot that they thought was was very hot, like they knew fish were going to strike, and they said, "Hey, this place sucks. Why don't you guys go down that way, and I'll just watch your spot." Um, Others use intimidation, and as somebody was reeling in a fish, they would intimidate the person to give up the That's fish, my and fish. to them. Yeah, exactly. You caught my fish. Thank you very much. Now leave. Um,
0: like uh, Biff and Back of the Future. Perfect. Doesn't want to do any of the work.
1: Yeah. Um, I did, I, as a half orc fighter, I did the quite obvious one. I used athletics to just, just reel it in, maybe. Yeah. Strong arm reeling a fish. Uh, so you roll your skill check. I got a 24. Great Ooh. start to our group. Great start. The rest of the group had interesting approaches to playing the game. Uh, one oh, person, I, I, yeah. one person wanted to use, uh, uh, oh god, I don't think I wrote it down. Um, but it was it, they were using some. It wasn't control water, but it was like uh, shape water to to move Whip the, the fish, fish towards the surface. And then he was just going to to just kind of like uh, mage hand one out. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, A, that's not a skill. It's not. Uh,
0: <laughs> at all. But,
1: but B, I don't think they're going to let you do that. This is a skill check kind of thing. So he eventually just rolled a uh, perception to see if he could see where the fish were and rolled like a 10. Um, another guy uh, uh, did... Uh, deception he tried to deceive somebody out of a fishing spot rolled an eight um you know another guy tried to persuade somebody out of a fishing spot rolled a nine group did not do well we we caught like the biggest uh fish caught from the skill check was like a 70 pounder uh we that's caught pe- we caught a 10 pounder
0: Oh, okay that's <laughs> we didn't not do so fish. well
1: so after this and during it there's this whole stream going on where there's people, there's like announcers talking and describing what's happening. Um,
0: well, So someone was watching yeah, your somebody, game so the, no, commentate not our, on it?
1: They're watching the Epic. So there's admins that are watching the Epics, and they're seeing what gets posted in terms of what who caught what okay, fish. That's my
0: point. It's like someone off stream was watching your game to add commentary. Like, oh, this table is trying to catch the fish with magic.
1: So, yeah, but they're actually, they're not even, they're a part of the Epic, but yeah, they're not a player or a DM. So yeah, it's it's great and it was wonderful. And then there was this uh big announcement, okay, we're now gonna move on to this part, but we had technical difficulties at this part. Uh our stream kind of failed, our DM like his computer shut down, and we he just dropped out for a hot second. And I'm like, We're all we're all looking not like each other because we turned our video off because no one wants to look at each other. We were just talking, like, so do we move on? What do we do? And eventually he comes back like like five minutes later. And then he's like, "Okay, guys, go to, go. Uh, if you scroll up in the chat, uh, you'll see there's other rooms, and other tables. Just go to whichever one you think sounds interesting. There was you can do ice sculpting. You could go to Merchant's Row. You could go see a, uh, a fortune teller. Um, you could just go talk to other people and just meander. Um, and then there was the the thespian contest, which which." I didn't even care that I'm playing a half work with an eight charisma. I'm getting in that one. So I get in there and I get in there literally as they're handing out prizes. I'm like, do do I, do I not? Luckily my DM was the one that was supposed to be running it. And so he shows up and he's like, oh, don't worry. Just uh, uh, whoever did it, leave. Everyone else can stay around. We'll do another round. Oh, that's good so I got to do my uh, monologue, which was excellent excellent
0: and was uh, it an existing monologue or was it fresh
1: uh no no it's it, i mean it's it's his it's a very popular monologue uh, i did uh uh Samuel Jackson from Pulp fiction ezekiel 2517. ah uh, yes uh yes the
0: path of the righteous man
1: exactly exactly i did it killed it and uh, so I got my award, which was a set of uh, bunny snowshoes, little magical little bunny snowshoes that would magically attach to your feet, and then you could walk through the snow without issue. So everyone gonna... everyone gets some degree of some silly little thing, sure. except the one guy at our table that's like, I don't feel like doing anything, he just stayed there. A DM, another not even DM, but an admin came a- as a character, as an NPC who was just... Looking through the tables and saw somebody by themselves and just talked to him for a bit and apparently he liked whatever the PC said and gave him a magic longsword. So so our group got this got this magic longsword. Uh, it's only magical to overcome the normal resistance slashing and it does D4 fire damage. A D4 fire damage is no joke. No joke at low levels and but he was a warlock. He's like so fighter. Do you want him like? I will use this. I, I will use this. Would you like my shoes? I will. Uh, yeah. I, I gave him a potion of uh, poison resistance that I'd gotten the day before just to, you know, balance it out for a hot second. Uh, in Adventurously, you have to trade items back at the end of the session if you don't use yeah, them. Not so. that it matters because this session is yeah. not going to go anywhere. Exactly. So, uh, and then after all that's done, we get an announcement from on high. Fucking giants are coming to crash our shit and kill us sure. all. So, we're... Told we have we can do one of four missions. Uh, we can either go rescue Mother Tusk, who has been trapped in a cave. A we can go find a diviner in town that might be able to give us information about the future. I'm assuming that
0: was also a walrus.
1: Probably. Uh, we can go convince a nomad tribes, nomad of tribe walruses. of Wal-Rai, uh to uh, aid us uh, in the fight. Or we can go break out all of the enemy's mammoths from their pens so they can't ride them into battle.
0: I'm assuming you did that.
1: No, I wanted to save Mother Tusk because I liked her from the day before. Um, but the rest of the group wanted to convince the nomads because they're all charismatic bastards. They're like, "Oh, we'll just persuade our so way you still to were this." We're
0: in your group at this point. You didn't. You couldn't yeah. like break. Yeah, we up got we own. got
1: back to our normal group, back to our normal table, the normal DM. Um, and so we go to convince the nomads. The nomads say, "Well, you have to go uh, find our tribe leader. Our tribe leader was mysteriously just just walked off with some random dude who came into camp." Uh we're all like, oh, it's mind control. This is obvious. So we go and uh we have to we, we, we get into a fight. There's a little magin, little little bald, you know, mini red mage. Uh and uh, I don't remember what his enemy. I don't think they were zombies or scouts. I feel like they were undead, but I might be wrong. Irrelevant. We fought these things, got our person and three other people back and the nomads agreed to join us. Now, the interesting thing about this mission and pretty much every other aspect of the Epic is that everything is timed. Oh. You, you can fail in what you're doing either from dying or from not succeeding in time. Interesting. Um. So we succeeded in time. We had a complete success. And then you report these things. Every time you succeed, you report it. There's either partial success, complete success, or there could be complete success with extra benefits on top. Like we had a complete success and rescued extra people. Um, so this, this is, this comes into play a little bit here, but it comes into play much more in the giant fight that's about to happen. So because enough groups uh, saved mother Tusk, everyone got a D six inspiration die to use in the fight as they saw fit. Um, because enough people, uh, helped the fortune teller we all had advantage on initiative roles for the fight that's good um because enough people uh helped the uh the nomad tribe uh the threat level was reduced so we had to fight essentially less people and because enough people did the mammoth thing and succeeded they didn't have all these mounts to ride into battle which is reducing the number of people to fight ultimately so then we had to pick one of four maps to defend This was our place that our squad was going to defend. I, of course, very much overrode the group. And I'm like, guys, we're doing number one. I don't really care what you say. Because on number one, there is a little tented area surrounded by water. It's on a little, like, almost inlet. crescent. It's it's a nice crescent shape with water in the background. There are two choke points. And there's water separating those checkpoints. Little choke points. Bottlenecks. Two beautiful natural bounex. Anyone trying to go through the water has to make con saves or take cold damage. And you
0: can on shoot the them while they're doing it.
1: S- exactly. On the other side of the water, even if they make it, there's ice and they have to make a deck save if they step on it or fall prone and lose their movement. So it's the perfect place to just put me at the bottom and we'll put the two clerics up top and then everyone else can just fucking run back and forth shooting whatever they want. Love it. It worked beautifully. First wave comes. We kill them so quickly. We kill them so quickly, in fact, that apparently we draw the ire of the giant three-headed giant that's coming to kill us all. And it takes two shots at our group and knocks out two of our players.
0: Throws rocks.
1: Shoots them with a longbow, I think is what I said. Um, So uh, the the group picked them up. As that's happening, everyone gets to take one round of attacks on the giant. You then go to the HQ and you report... Success table this did X damage to the boss. This series repeats and repeats and repeats. And each time, because of how quickly we're defeating the monsters, the giant keeps shooting our group, which is not such a bad thing until, again, you realize that the warlock, the sorcerer, and the warlock have eight or nine health. You
0: guys had to slow down.
1: And this giant is doing about 17 to 18 damage per hit. So at full health, they might live through it. Not at full health, they're probably going to die. Uh, which is exactly what happened on the fourth wave. We beat the shit out of the little monsters, no problem. I literally did not take a single hit the entire time. And... The fucking giant killed two of our party at the end. We only got a small amount of damage through at the end. Everett reports the admins say, okay, you guys throughout the course of the fight did X damage. They have this threshold that shows that is a partial victory. We didn't kill the big giant. It ran off. It might come back another day, but for right, right now, day. the knucklehead rally is saved. And that's knucklehead that. Knucklehead rally is saved. And that's that was my experience in the epic. Um, that was a lot of ups and downs. Yes, uh, as I had said in the group, overall six point five out of ten. Um, I would love to do one again. I would want to definitely have my friends do it with me. At least one. Um, no, no, because if it was just you and me, I think it would end badly. But oh
0: no, we would just go full murder hobo. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it would end badly. So no, if I, if I, I'd want my, I'd want a table of my friends. We have six people at a table. We have six in our playing group, so that actually is perfect. Um I'm like, hi DM. I kill everyone and leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, they're all level one. I'm level two. They're dead. I killed them. Um, I would also prefer to do it at a convention in person because tech layers were very annoying. Yeah. Um, and I'd also like to sign up uh, for the non catch up slot. I didn't like doing that. Uh, I'd want to pick earlier in the ones. day. Yeah, yeah. So, but other than that, uh, great experience. Um, they did their best to run it in these crazy times. Uh, I feel like at a convention live, it is much more organized and much more efficient. Uh, Like, you're not going to have somebody have technical difficulties and lose five minutes to the game. So, you know.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a wild time to be doing this, but I'm glad they did it so a lot of people could play D&D.
1: Yes, and it raised a lot of money. I didn't a lot of see money. the final okay. number, but it was pretty substantial. Lots for- of money for extra life. So, go there. Well,
0: I'm sure other people listeners did it, so I'd love to hear from them, but we are going to take a break and we'll come back and we'll continue our series on various and sundry campaign settings.
1: Uh-huh. Sounds good. Cool. BRB. BRB. And we're back. Heyo. I did all the talking last time, so I'm going to let you pretty much handle this one.
0: Well, I have like, oh, I got to pull up my notes. I really only have one area that I want to praise this Greyhawk in. Okay. Podcast notes. So, as you all know, we've talked about the, for, for, the Forgotten Realms, Matt Mercer Land, and Ebern. Ebern. Ermagaz, um, Eberron. Ermagaz, Eberron. All of which are little baby towns, in terms of age, compared to Greyhawk.
1: Now, in terms of D and D, because Forgotten Realms was actually made before Greyhawk, but Greyhawk is the original D and D setting.
0: Yes, D and D. Greyhawk pre- predates Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Because Gary Gary Guy Gax, he's like, we should make a game. Here's some rules. And we will be doing dungeon crawling in Castle Greyhawk. That's where this all starts. And that's what that's what turns into Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, 43 years ago? Was it 77?
1: Um, God, I feel like it was. 77, 78, something like that. Uh, 70, I think 78 they started it. I think 79. I think 79 was when they first published. TSR
0: is 74.
1: Here we go, wait. Uh, let's see. Lost Caverns of Sajunk was published in 1976, so that's the first Greyhawk publication. Okay,
0: 1976.
1: And the, the famous Tomb of Horrors that came in 1978.
0: Greyhawk's been around for a while. Yes. Now, Greyhawk does not really show up anymore. That they don't make. I don't. I couldn't think of a single fifth edition adventure that was taking place specifically in Greyhawk.
1: I actually now see you're getting into this too soon because it's much further down on my notes, but I actually found um, an explanation of why that happened. Is it money? Uh, So you keep talking. I will get there.
0: But there used to be adventures that took place in Greyhawk and Greyhawk was kind of the default setting. Like if you didn't have a campaign setting, you used Greyhawk. Um, The most my favorite and most popular, I think, adventure from third edition that took place in Greyhawk was the Temple of Elemental Evil.
1: Mm-hmm. slash
0: return to Temple of Elemental Evil. I'll say
1: it was returned, but yes. 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 Well, Huge Temple of elemental Evil, I think it was a video popular, Yes.
0: Um, and Temple of Elemental Evil, if I'm not mistaken, is the inspiration for a current fifth edition adventure. Uh, Prince of the Apocalypse, I believe. Prince of the Apocalypse, yes. Thank you. Element It deals with elemental evil. So, arguably, Prince of the Apocalypse, which takes place in multiple planes, I think. Um, I've actually I haven't actually played that one could take place in Greyhawk. Let me check this really quick.
1: So while you're doing that, um, the answer is that uh, in 1994, uh, TSR dropped Greyhawk. They, they had a book that was supposed to be published for it, and they just dropped it out of the blue. Um, and nothing more about Greyhawk was ever published by TSR. Um, a lot of it came down to just heavy debt. They couldn't pay their printers, and so they just forgot about pretty much all their publications, and at that time, they were only publishing Greyhawk material. Well, Wizards of the Coast comes around, buys up TSR and all its properties, and says, well, you know, we're going to publish some stuff and we're going to, you know, use Greyhawk, but we want our own thing. We want to do our own thing. We're going to make our own company. So, you know, 99 brought around all the returns, you know, Return to Tomb of Horrors, Keep on the Borderlands, White Plume Mountain, uh, Temple of Elemental Evil. And then after that, They're like, okay, hey, Eberron, hey, Hey, Forgotten Realms.
0: Uh, Prince of the Apocalypse is Forgotten Realms.
1: Of course it is. Everything's Forgotten
0: Realms. So Greyhawk didn't really get its fair share in the contemporary D&D world. I blame 4th edition. I blame 4th edition. Um, I'm going to acknowledge a couple points, though, of why you should love Greyhawk.
1: Oh, First of all... You're going to announce the same ones I'm going to announce? Go ahead.
0: First of all, it takes place on a planet called Orth, or... (laughs) This is the official pronunciation. Oyth.
1: Yep. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. It's it's
0: earth with an accent, right? Oyth. Literally, like there's there's a book, I think Living Greyhawk, that gives you a pronunciation of how to say orth or oyth, which is the stupidest fucking world name that you could come up with, right? It's just dumb earth.
1: (laughs) Dumb earth. I like it. just
0: dumb earth. I want to write that down. It's a world in the future. It is on the continent. Ork. Like, it just sounds like an idiot is saying these things, right? Which I find absolutely hilarious. Like, Gary mm-hmm. Gygax had had a bunch of imagination, but not for naming things really. Greyhawk was fine. But like the name of the people and the places in this are it's very, very vowel heavy and mm-hmm. very fantastical. Um, except this is this is where I'm gonna get into what I love and Think is the greatest part of Greyhawk. Do you know what the Greyhawk campaign setting has that most campaign settings do not?
1: uh Let's see if your answer the same as mine because I have this exact same note. Celebrities.
0: No, wrong.
1: Yo, what are you going to say?
0: Fucking calendar.
1: A fucking calendar.
0: <laughs> a fucking calendar. <laughs> <laughs> seven day week with named days and 12 four week months with four seven day festivals in between. As a fucking calendar. Go. And they're really good names because they're, they're basically our current names with like flavor as a seven day week that I'm going to be using from now on because I actually never in all of my time playing d never encountered. I don't know how this before star day, Sunday, moon's day, God's day, water's day, Earth's day, free day.
1: Oh, it's like free parking. I like it's it. It's like
0: Friday but free day, right? I, like it. I was like those are great. Those like cuz now like you know in hindsight what your days of the week are Friday, Thursday, Wednesday. They sound silly, but those are perfect names of days. Yep. Those are perfect, right? Yep. Simple, straightforward, direct. Sunday makes sense cuz moon's day. Yep. God's day makes sense cuz fucking God's, right? Earth day, water's day, those make sense. Totally. I those, those are the days of the week now Natural as far elements. as I'm concerned. I can tell.
1: That was great.
0: 12 I'm, 28 day months.
1: I'm surprised. I I'm 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 a little I'm a little shocked that by you the didn't, calendar? That you didn't have my answer.
0: The celebrities thing.
1: Because Greyhawk has every famous named character you can imagine. Everyone's Tordik,
0: uh Regdar, uh Lita.
1: Oh, not even those bums. The real <laughs> fucking players. You Leroy know.
0: Jenkins, because that's Warcraft.
1: Fucking every spellcaster in history has gone through Greyhawk. Big oh, B. yes. Yes. Fucking Morning Kyman. Yep. Dramage of Dramage is Instant summoning. Which I just realized Dramage is just the original player of Dramage, Jim Ward's name backwards. That's funny. Yep. Why is it always That's- Jim? Jim Dark Magic, just- Jim Ward. Yep. Uh, Everd. Of Ever's Black Tentacles. Of course. Uh, Gord the Rogue, a very famous Gord. character. Oh my, uh Kaz of Sword of Kaz fame. Uh all these were just players and NPCs at the time. Leomind, um Yeah, all the Melf, fucking Nolzer, fucking Nistal, uh, like Otto, Odoluke, Rory, all of them all of them were all Greyhawk characters at some point. And they were and all probably Kasha, players. Kenter. Well,
0: some of them have made their way to the Forgotten Realms. Yes.
1: But, Many and yeah, this them. is the thing, like, they were either NPCs that, like, original people played against, or they were actually just PCs. Which I, I get, think is cool know, shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you play the game long enough, you become canon.
1: They're like the saints of D&D.
0: The, uh... And that was um, aside from the calendar. My favorite part of Greyhawk, and this is probably just because that was what it was when I was learning to play D anD D, was mm-hmm. the the deity spread. Right, love them. Vecna, right?
1: Who started out as an NPC,
0: and Kass goes along with Vecna. Like that whole storyline yep. is beautiful. Hyronius, Alitamara, um, um, Hexter, along with Hieronius, obviously has there's all these really 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 great storylines that involve their deities. I'm gonna pull up my living Greyhawk.
1: I also always I loved the hierarchy of them. There were there were greater deities, intermediate deities, lesser deities, demigods, and hero gods, which yeah. are just essentially level 20 characters. Um level 40 characters. 20 yeah. 20. yeah. Um that's the other great thing is you used to be able to go past level 20. But um, and then they also had human deities, demi-human deities, and humanoid and other races had deities. Like everyone had like their own thing. And the deity world was broken out beautifully.
0: Yeah, it's a little it's a little cluttered now. Don't you think?
1: I think well nowadays the idea is just anyone can do anything and everyone's happy.
0: <laughs> oh, we didn't even talk about. Oh, my God. We should have set aside time for the for the, the rules changes from from Tasha's.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. We'll, Tasha's will come out eventually. We'll deal with that another time. That, that's, that's a boy. whole thing. We'll get into that later.
0: So I'm referring a lot to, like, third edition stuff. Tasha,
1: a Greyhawk deity.
0: Um, You know, Not in the deity, very but... opening of <laughs> the Player's Guide to Greyhawk, there's all your all your deities like right up front, mm-hmm. and a lot of them aren't familiar anymore, but a lot of them are, you know, far long,
1: <laughs> good old Bacab,
0: Um, uh, but there's one that i never heard of, which I thought was anything. that Celestian was a deity, and of, its symbol of
1: the stars. Uh, I'm I didn't
0: I didn't know anything about uh Celestian it was an enigmatic deity from the world of Oith. Third, Third edition
1: by... list of Greyhawk deities. Yep, there it is.
0: And his symbol was this circle with a with a like a half moon in it.
1: Uh-huh. Do you see this? No.
0: Uh go to the go to the Forgotten Realms wiki page and look at it. Is there a chat in this thing? Can I can send you things? No. Yes. Yes, there is. Here. I'm putting a link in our in our video chat. Do you see it? I'm going. I'm going. And then scroll like a little bit down and this holy symbol of Celestian.
1: Okay. Well, I don't like the dude, the far wanderer. Well, Hey, all far travelers, you found your God.
0: The, if you turn that holy symbol sideways, doesn't it look exactly the same as far along and holy symbol? Yeah.
1: It's, it's like a rising sun.
0: It's like the exact same fucking thing. So yeah. some of these were not very original, <laughs> <laughs> but some of them very much were. Um, so I think Greyhawk got a lot of love early on in the game because it was Gary Gygax's pet it's, project, it's baby. Yeah. essentially, right? Yeah. And they've they've moved away from it now because it doesn't have I, I'd say it's really it's not as streamlined as like Forgotten Realms has become. It's kind of what my my I think it's fair take on what's happened. Yeah. Um but it was essentially a tolkien-esque world Mm -hmm. humans elves dwarves gnomes halflings gnolls hobgoblins orcs goblins kobolds and then literally listed other folk as common races and this would not fly today because people are very sensitive other folk is listed as like trolls and creatures that which i'm putting air quotes you guys can't see it which do humanity no good <laughs> Literally was text in the book in the Player's Guide to Greyhawk. And I was like, oh man, imagine showing that to all these people who want their, you know, their their evil evil deity created monstrous character to be a lovely white hatted paladin. They would be very triggered by this. Not that I'm saying you shouldn't have your <laughs> white hatted evil paladin. I'm just saying they they wrote it very, very clearly in the past. These things are evil which we don't do anymore.
1: do you know the name of the Kuatoa deity?
0: Oh it's a lot of syllables it's like Blib-dool-pulp.
1: Blib-dool-pulp,
0: which is we generated purely by Kuatoa made him into a
1: deity <laughs> I love it.
0: ita have that power they just if they worship something enough it becomes a god love it which is like the greatest power that you don't know you have. But at the same time, isn't the Kuotoa deity is that the one that's not real? And like they, they were actually abandoned. What was the uh
1: I think we read something about that once. Or on that Mongrel segment? folk deity. Well, that one definitely. They were made by a wizard that abandoned them.
0: And they thought he was a guy. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'll
1: have to come back to that. But
0: essentially, I think Greyhawk is pretty basic, it's pretty vanilla, but it's got this fantastic fucking calendar. It's got these really great characters that we know. Um, it is a big world. It just doesn't get the love that it used to anymore, which is fine. There's plenty of other places to go. You could essentially take any Greyhawk adventure and drop it into your adventure and yeah. very little would change.
1: And it has some of the most famous adventures. Like if you ever wanted to, and they've already done it with some of them, like they have uh, the Tomb of Annihilation where you can fight Asterek, and uh, they've got, I think, White Plume Mountain they already remade. But like you can take these and you can you can make them into 5th edition and they are... Hardest fucking adventures like Gary did not fuck around. These Blue adventures are
0: supposed to kill you.
1: Yeah. Uh you're supposed to have to try it like 50 times I before think you that figure was basically out. Basically, the
0: whole premise of Tales from the Yawning Portal was these are really hard adventures from old D D. We're gonna bring them yeah. to new DD and you're all gonna
1: die. Exactly. Um, you know, White Plume Mountain, I think, is by far some Why one cause of the, the huge giant crab? Huge giant crab, you know, just living on this huge giant crab. HGC baby.
0: HGC all day. Yeah. HGC BFF 4E.
1: But I highly recommend everyone check out uh, the old adventures. If you can and you find one that you like that hasn't been made in fifth edition, I highly recommend playing it. Your players will hate you, but they'll also love you because it's a piece of history.
0: Well, you're touching on my final point is that simply not even like I'm not using the player's guide to Greyhawk. I'm not going to do that but I can flip through it and go, that's awesome. I'm going to bring that to my world, mm-hmm. which is going to be the calendar. What day is it? God's day. I know the answer. It's a fucking calendar. Now you can have a birthday. <laughs> I oh. was
1: born on moon's day.
0: I was born. Wait, wait. I'm going to pick a month. I was born during flock time on the second earth's day of the month.
1: Wow. That sounds
0: epic. That's how epics begin, sir. Um okay, next episode we're going to I think we're going to keep going with the campaign setting thing. Uh, I don't know after that, but we'll we'll do our best. Uh final thoughts about Greyhawk or anything else on your uh your adventures from last
1: weekend? Uh I would highly recommend anyone interested to do both of these things. Try an epic and play epic campaigns.
0: Also go read an epic story. The yeah. Odyssey, for example. There you go. Okay. Uh make sure make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. If you didn't find it, how are you listening? Uh follow us on Twitter. I tweet things. Feel free to send us topics you want to hear about or your DD rants at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we will see you next time.
1: Till then. Goodbye.